And then I realized that I don't have anything like I was losing track like what I really want to do in life. But when that pandemic happens, I know it's not really a good thing to be thankful for. But somehow this, when they take out everything from us, that's when I realized that you really have to have something for yourself as well. When things like that happen, you have to be smart to do what is right at the moment. Hello, Irene. Hello, Ruth. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm really good. So, today is going to be special, as always, <laughs> <laughs> because we have a special guest, and this is really important because her story is so inspiring, and I know that everyone was affected by pandemic, but mm-hmm. our guest today will walk us through her journey during this pandemic. So our topic today is called From Crew to Brew. To Brew, yes. And I just want to add that this guest actually, we were in the same high school Mm -hmm. for three years, I think from second year to fourth year. Mm -hmm. And she was a big fan of Taylor Swift. So yeah, I'm so excited for this. And the fact that the time that we have you are in Philippine time, I'm in Bulgarian time, she is in Iceland. So let's start with this, shall we? Yeah, of course. And so welcome back everyone to Where the F Am I Heading? And our today's guest is Jessare Dahai. Hi, Jessa. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us today. So before we head to that wonderful story, let us talk about first about yourself. Can you let us know who is Jessa? Yes, Jessa. For me, if I do it like the simplest way, mm-hmm. I am a, like a go-getter. Like if I want a thing, I always go get it mm-hmm. in yeah. a way that I can manage as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for now, I'm like, um, I'm still in my early adulthood at 25 and enjoying life at the moment, mm-hmm. just taking life as it is. That's really great to hear, especially for someone who's mid-20s. I think most of the people in that age range would always say they would enjoy life, but not everyone, you know, they're just saying it, but they're not really living it. So I'm really interested yes. to know mm-hmm. more about Jessa. Actually, just going back for even getting to where I am right now, I've just realized that it's been a lot of improvement to myself before because way back when I was in high school, as said by Irene, we've been high school classmates. Mm-hmm. I was already like confident. I'm always been the life of a party, as they say. So it's like yeah. my thing is already I want to be in hospitality industry. It's exactly what I am. Really fits my personality. I want to talk to people. I want to listen to them. She She's always the center if there's events. Yes, yes, exactly. That's why when in college, I took up this course of hospitality team management in uh, PUP Manila, like a four-year course. And by that, uh, we started this culinary, food and beverage services. And from there, you will know which specific specialization we will take, you know, where you will focus. And then I was put in the dining and then uh, talking to the guests this month. As early as that time, like 18, 20, I was already trained like how to go and talk to the guests, just how to provide this hospitality, you know, what we're Filipino are very proud of, you mm-hmm. know. 
Yeah, yes. yeah. And you work in Solaire before, did you? Or that was the training? I, 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 that was my first job, yes. Actually, the, there's a very interesting part of that. Before I get that job, because a lot of my colleagues here, they thought that I was very lucky, you know, because my first mm-hmm. job was a five-star hotel. Just to give you an outlook of how the hospitality industry in the Philippines really is, it was really steep, very competitive, you know. In the time, I feel frustrated because when I graduated in college, I didn't get the job right away, the job that I want. You know, you know the situation in the Philippines at the time? Like, you either get an underemployed or you get unemployed, as they say. During that time, maybe it was, you know, God's will when they have this mass hiring. I was mm-hmm. selected. But before that, it was really hard because you can, it's getting into the hospitality industry, like in a hotel, you have to at least have prior to experience to that. And it's really hard for freshman students, you know, to get into this first stage of your career mm-hmm. how long did it take you to get the job it takes me about like four to five months i waited because i said to my mom before that i don't want to take other job without working in a hotel i said my dream job is to work in a hotel it doesn't matter if i will do the dishes i'll do the laundry i'll sweep the floor but i just really want to work in the hotel you know so you wanted to work in a hotel yes that was my dream goal but you end up ended yeah. up in the ship <laughs> that's cool Yes, and <laughs> just a twist of fate, you know. <laughs> but I work in hotel in the solar. It's my first job. I started in the 2018 and mm-hmm. I lasted for like a, a year and a half. And then actually working in a cruise ship wasn't really my cup of tea. It's just mm-hmm. also, as they say, it's a leap of faith as well. Because I was really fine working in the hotel at first. And then this company was really good, you know, the solar. Mm-hmm. But it's just that this offer is really hard to turn down as well. And yeah. actually, this job, all my fears are here. I am very dependent person when it comes to my parents. I don't want to be far away from them. All these uncomfortable things are here in this kind of job. But I still say yes to this offer because I know, you know, yeah, the growth is outside your comfort zone. So I still mm. took the chance, take the leap of faith, and just trust God on the process. I do want to step on something yes. important she mentioned earlier that even when she was young, she knew she wanted to work in the hospitality industry. And not everyone is like that. I mean... Yeah, not everyone know what they want. Exactly. At 30 age, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that helped her as well to navigate on which path and which course to take. Because sometimes, especially for those who are transitioning from high school to college, it's hard to choose which course to take up. And maybe because of that inkling of wanting to work in the hospitality, plus her personality of being, you know, a people person. Yes, she is. So that's actually good because you were able to work on your strength, right? So I heard from Irene that you're working in a cruise ship. Am I right? Yes, yes. I'm on a passenger cruise ship after the pandemic season we're the first crew to seal the ship with with our first passenger aboard back on a cruises it's like a welcome back cruises for our company what's the name of the ship yeah our company is viking ocean cruises it's based in uh, basel switzerland but the owner is actually a norwegian uh, business tycoon because i want to know how did you become a crew because you mentioned earlier apart from the offer that you cannot turn down how did you become a crew? Yeah, sure. That's a very good question. I always, most of the time, I often get this question, especially to make friends, to my colleagues before, as they start seeing these pictures that like I'm traveling over the world and they're 
very much interested in how to do it. Is it even be possible for them as well? As I said before, I was working in uh, Solar that time and it wasn't really in my idea as well. It's just that, you know, when you work in a casino, especially, most of the workers there, the staff, they want to be in the true shape. It's like the next step for them. And me as a newbie, I was like just carried away. Like I apply online because they have like, it's just my friend actually who referred me to like, you can register online with this specific agency. I was hired by Magsaysay, Maritime Corporation. And then at first you have to do an online registration and then they would just send you the invite. But they say it will take time for everyone to get your application, get even considered at all. And then at God's faith maybe, but fortunately, my application was sorted faster than anyone else that time. It like took me only three months to four months the least just to have my contracts done, medicals done, and everything was so fast, you know. I couldn't even believe that the process was like, I'm from hotel, I have to like render my resignation because this cruise ship job is already waiting for me. Yeah. So how long you've been working as a crew? I mean, in, in that ship, when was the time that you were hired? I started in summer of 2018. I started flying in the December of 2017, and then they accepted my application early in early months of the 2018 it's so fast it's just the time they're in need of this specific crew manning so i was like at the right moment at the right place and i'll have the experience enough for them to consider me so it just take like four to five months on the summer of 2018 that's my first cruise with this company and still now i'm still with the same company mm-hmm. how can you differentiate working from a hotel versus working in a cruise ship like did you have a hard time transitioning from that environment yes yes of course i can i can really tell that it was a hard time you know the first time is always a hard time uh, especially by the time i was only 22 years old you know and when i arrived here everyone thought that i was too young you know to start with this cruise ship thing because usually they expect you to be 25 and up and i said it's just the twist of fate and i said maybe it turns out of a bend at 22, I was put in a place wherein you're far from your family. You're living in a single cabin with a different person, sometimes with, from different nationality. And you just really have to cough up with it. And especially the long hours of the cruise ship job was kind of overwhelming me, you know. And one day, the first time I arrived here, all the information that I have to process, all these things that I have to abide the rules and regulations it's overwhelming for a 22 years old but luckily looking back i was like really happy that i get through it and it makes me a better person it was an experience that uh, i will always be thankful that i got through mm-hmm. that's nice when you mentioned that on your first day there's a lot of things to process and all that and you're working as what? I started as a cafe attendant. Until now, actually, I'm still in the same position as, you know, this kind of, com- this job as well is that competitive. But looking forward to level up my next position. So now I'm a cafe st- attendant. I am assigned either in the buffet uh, restaurant or in our specialty restaurant. Just serving food, helping the guests get their meals. I'm also doing room service from time to time. Mm-hmm. And since you are in cruise, I haven't had an experience doing that. So I'm, I'm just curious, like what mm-hmm. adjustments you have to make? Is there anything that you've experienced during your first weeks or months, like seasickness and all of that? Things that you haven't had experienced before coming on board. Yes. The cruise ship is like just a, literally, it's a floating hotel, you know. You house the guests, you feed the guests, you make them drink 
whatever alcohol they want or whatever juices they want. And you also provide them accommodation. But in a floating sitting and every day you have to wake up in different cities. It's one of the favorite things about working in this kind of company. And one thing that I know everyone already have figured out is we have a long working hours as well compared to the one we have back on land. But anyway, that's what explains why we have a bigger paycheck as well aside from the tips that we get from the guests. And you mentioned that's one, like waking up in a different city every day is one of your favorites. Apart from that, what are the other things that you love the most about being a crew and a cruise ship? There's a lot of things to love, you know, working in a cruise ship or being a crew. Aside from waking up in every city every day, you get to meet different people from different places of all ages as well. And in this camp, company specifically we are catering older market of guests like those who are retiring and specifically we're a luxury liner so most of our guests are either of professional background there are veterans mostly either americans australians or british so just talking to them it feels like you get a lot of wisdom you get a lot of experiences you know and i just realized that talking to people with more experience is much more of learning you know from their first-hand experience and it was something that i get for free here in this kind of job Mm -hmm. i can only imagine the excitement you have whenever you talk to people just given the personality that you have and that's true (laughs) Like talking to people from different backgrounds, especially those who are already matured in their life and who are so open in sharing their experience, their life lessons. And you are so blessed to have that opportunity to be able to meet and talk to this kind of people, you know. Apart from, of course, enjoying the countries that you are visiting every time, right? Yes, absolutely. So if you work in an airline, they get a visa to different countries do you do do you get the same thing do you get a visa as well yes yes i think i already applied for like four to five visas already in my four contracts because during the application because uh, our contract will last for at least seven months in my company Mm -hmm. some companies they will last as long as nine months after that you will have to take vacation for another two months and during that vacation you will process your papers documents you have to renew your trainings if it's expiring but probably not at not that much easier because it will take five years the minimum to 10 years for the specific documents aside from the visa which you have to renew for contract since it will also depend depends on the itinerary of the ship that it will be assigned to you and do you have to pay for it or it's the company it's all company's expense even our medical the first time they hire us if we have to redo it they will always pay for it the airline ticket everything was paid by the company actually i'm very blessed because my first company in cruise line company I heard so on some of my colleagues, they came from different companies with the bigger ships, you know. We are in the midship. Like, our ship is not that big. It's not that small. They say not a lot of ship will do it. It's quite famous, isn't it? Yeah, it's, as of the moment, it is number one in the travel and leisure for the luxury line category. It's biking ocean cruises. But it reflects also to the how they handle the crew because at the moment, I am using their free Wi-Fi. So we have it. We don't pay <laughs> for it. In other company, you have to have it deducted to your salary. But here, it's all free. You can even watch video, everything. Just not the downloading. Yeah. And that's nice because that means that you are free to connect with your family and friends back home. Yes. Absolutely. I think that's one of the big things that helps me as well 
during my first contract, you know, to get through this homesickness, the pressure you get because the cruise ship industry is very fast-paced. It's a very fast-paced in the environment. You have to catch up with everything it changes. So you really have to continue learning, continue growing. And having this free Wi-Fi is a big thing. <laughs> If I don't knew a simple thing, like a simple menu or a simple ingredients, it's just one click away. Yeah. Is this your second contract? It is my fourth one. Third one, I was sent home because of the pandemic. So I only have like two months on board last contract. Then they sent us home. Uh, we got stranded first for how many mm-hmm. months? So when did you come back? I came back June. I joined the ship January. Then mm-hmm. I come home at July because we got stranded for like how many months before they sent us home? Same year? Yes, same year. Yes, that was 2020, the height of the pandemic. It was all chaos in the cruise industry, you know? All the sports are turning us away. And even our guests, that time we are heading to Barcelona. And then yeah. in the middle of this 14-day crossing. And then they sent us back because that was the time that Trump announced this. They're gonna close all the borders. So we have to take back all this U- their own U.S. citizens before it they're not get accepted, you know? So we have to turn back away from Barcelona. So we have to drop them off. Next time you go to Barcelona, let me know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's grab some coffee in La Ramblas. Sure. La Ramblas, I've been there a lot of time. Very yeah. beautiful and colorful place. I love it. Very lively. Wanna join Ruth? Yes. <laughs> Count me. Just want to talk about that holiday. Because you mentioned earlier that normally you have long working hours. So how do you spend your off hours or off work time? We just make it work. You know? <laughs> They say that you work hard, you play hard. This the shift's motto. And I guess all these things applies to all shifts, you know. What we normally do is either sometimes there's a changes in the schedule when you get a state duty and you have a long break. That's the time that I can like even go in two to three hours trip to different places. That is already considered very long break. I even get five to six hours in between breaks that where I can really explore a specific city at enough time. And that's really more than enough for you to appreciate the whole country. Especially, I love eating their local foods. Aside from it being cheap, as, as well as it makes you feel the whole atmosphere of the surroundings, you know. Yeah, especially yeah. the country you're in at the moment. Yeah. How, yeah. how I wish I can take my break in another city every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, the first country we're in, I worked three shifts, morning, breakfast, lunch, that time. But all the shifts, every break, I go out because it was so beautiful. This Barcelona. I go yes. up in the morning, I go up in after the lunch and the dinner. I even spend, I think I go back on board around 2 a.m. because we spend three days in Barcelona just to disembark the guests and embark the new guests. So we have lots of time that time. And it was so beautiful. One of my favorite place next to Norway. So Norway first and then Barcelona. Yes. Norway, it was very uh, near to my heart because it was the first foreign country that I've stepped into. It's my first, it's my joining port. I remember, I think it was Bergen. You, you flew to Bergen, um, yes. to Oslo, but then you had to go to Bergen, yeah? Yes, absolutely. Because the ship was Dachan Bergen. So they do mm-hmm. a transit connecting and I have to spend overnight in a famous Bergen Warp of the Bergen. It's like a UNESCO World Heritage. Park. I've never been there. I would love to go there. Maybe this summer. Good, yeah, summer. I think by this time, summer. But they have this small snows everywhere, especially in the mm-hmm. Alps and the fjords. During that time, it was my first time and I was overwhelmed that they did have to check me in overnight in this beautiful Radisson Hotel at the back of that Bryggen Warp. Oh my God. I was so, I was like, is this the job? It's so beautiful. And the food in Radisson <laughs> is nice, isn't it? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And the hospitality is good as well. 
Very, very yeah. good. But nothing beats Filipino hospitality, though. Of course, yes. It was a different <laughs> story, you know, when it comes to yeah. Filipino. Especially now, just to let you know, most of the crew here who was hired back is either Filipino or Indonesian at the moment because of the travel mm-hmm. restriction as well. But most of the guest feedbacks is usually we have a really good Filipino hospitality. It was known worldwide anyway. So, what's something that you really hate or you struggle in, in the ship? Maybe... The constant changes, you know. I remember this colleague of mine on the first contract. This came from Croatia, you know. He has a very strong personality. And mm-hmm. I thought she's sarcastic, she's grumpy. But she'd always tell me because I was the first one, the newbie. I'm always all smile, happy, greeting everyone. <laughs> and she said to me, it's just for the first first contract. Second contract, third contract, no more. He said like that. <laughs> and it's because Simple. constant changes, you know. And they say that, If you're not the strong enough, your ship life will change your personality. It will rock you. It will rock your world, they say. Because with these long hours, the constant changes of growth, later you will talk to someone and you don't know she'll be going home soon. You know, that's mm-hmm. why the relationships as well is splitting. Everything is splitting here. But you just really have to be able to cope up with them, getting used to it. And you have to play your cards really well. Wow. Just, they say don't get too attached. Yeah, I guess that's that's true. Yes. I think oh, we can now move on to the business business side of this because like the title is from crew to brew so you know I'm really interested yes because well you know I was your suki when I was in Philippines <laughs> yes thank you so yeah. much for supporting our small business yes. well appreciated <laughs> so you went back to Philippines when when you returned did you open my contract last year was January but mm-hmm. I was sent home June and then oh, I okay. opened this in the milk tea at July A month after I was sent home. But what inspired you to start this business, the Indimility? Just to tell you this story really short, this actually was literally born out of pandemic because I happened to stumble upon this advertisement on Facebook while I was mm-hmm. on lockdown here on the ship. Because like for three to four months, we're just on board doing TikTok. We don't have guests. <laughs> we're just serving our fellow crew. We have lots of time in hand, you know. And that time I was browsing the Facebook and I have this specific Filipino brand of thing, retails, you know, they're selling these powders, these things. And the good thing is they also have this video tutorial on how to do it. And they even have this Facebook page of these entrepreneurs who's having these small milk tea businesses in their homes. And even those big times one, they're using the same product. So I was like a little bit interested. And then I started watching, reading, and searching and everything from one click. And then it just go in the <laughs> history. Wow. You know, a fun fact, Ruth is actually having the same business but in Cavite yeah. wow yes yeah. Cavite sure what's the name of the business it's Tea Wonder but we started 2019 yeah pre-pandemic and yeah. our concept was really different because we were catering to events to corporate clients so when pandemic hit It hit us as well. Yeah. But anyhow, I want to hear your story because I just want to go back to an important point she mentioned earlier that it came upon during the time that she had a lot of free time. That means that instead of yeah. her really using her free time, to do unproductive things she was able to get her hands on the idea of getting into business and that's really important 
because if she focused on entertainment, TikTok, TikTok during her free time, she could have missed <laughs> the opportunity of opening up the business. What's the name of the business again? Indai Milk Tea. It's Indai Milk Tea. Who, who is Indai? If you're wondering about the name, actually, it's more of like us. Actually, I consider myself in that because we're from Iloilo. Uh-huh. Oh yes. So it's like it's our nicknames. Uh-huh. Yes. Same with my mom. She was also called Indai, and even my tita was Indai. Uh-huh. Yeah, everybody's Indai. I'm Indai. Yes. It's actually from the. It's like an acknowledgement as well for this company. The name of the company, if you, if I can say it, it's Enjoy Philippines. Mm, so okay. I was like, out of the moment when I was talking to my colleague, I said I will make, I will try to open up like you know a milk tea business maybe or a beverage business uh-huh. because I said this pandemic is showing no signs of decreasing. You know, it's getting worse and. It's, Anytime soon, it will affect us. So maybe it will be better if we consider at the moment that we have time. Mm-hmm. We already consider our options just in case we will set us back home. Yep. And that's the time that we come up with this Indai. Mm-hmm. And it sounds at first like funny. Some people even find it corny at first. And I say later on, they keep repeating the name until it becomes like a real brand. Like I said, that's the reason why we call it Indai. We want it to be remembered. We want it to be homey, to be makamasa. We don't want people to get intimidated with the idea. Yes. Yeah, and that's actually a marketing pro tip. Regardless mm-hmm. if it, you will have a positive or a negative feedback about the brand, as it's long still as a feedback. yeah, as long as it keeps on, you know, lingering in your head, that's actually the purpose of the branding. So that's really a great job on that part. Where is it located? Do you have a, a place for, for the business? Ever since, uh, I think almost for three years, we have this small sari-sari store because we're renting an apartment. It's two stories. So in the first story, we have this small sari-sari store and half of that is our living room in the kitchen. So it's like a very small one, like five feet and 20 something. It's very small, but it's just good for the service, you know. So when I got home, I said to my mom that maybe I'll just put a sink if you want to because she said she's not considering the selling of this items, merchandise because we have groceries around already in this area. It's getting commercialized very fast. And I said, and she also said that maybe we have to offer something new. And she already knew anyway before I even go home that I was already planning to put up a milky business. And by that time, we just take out this uh, stuff because it's almost gone anyway. She's not buying more of these items so we can take it out and put put up our small milky shop uh, just for to go. We don't have like a dining or anything so we can just take lower risk as well, you know, lower maintenance, low expense mm-hmm. just to start up. You know, we just buy the sink, repaint this cabinets and then just put up enough ingredients at the moment. Mm-hmm. You're right. And wh- where is this located? In Taguig. In, is this New Lower Bikutan, right? Yes. New mm-hmm. Lower Bikutan, Aries Street. We are located near the Taguig National High School. Just like five minutes walk to the Taguig National High School. So it's the actual landmark there. There's a very really good footprint route there. It's a commercialized area yep. now. People are just keep coming, you know. It's near in high school. Yes, yes. Customer is there. You just really have to put up something to offer to them. And if you do it good enough, they will come back to you. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. So what are the challenges that you've experienced in opening and running? Considering it's pandemic. Yes, actually, uh, even before I started it, even here at Shift, when I... Uh, 
at first it was all by myself it was in for me myself i didn't say it to anyone that was just said that i'm getting interested i'm getting more hours watching these youtubes and everything but when i start sharing this idea this plan that's the time that i'm getting this mostly like discouragement you know that they saying no please a lot of them you know everyone is doing it this thing this thing and i said i still go on you know i still do my logo here because Technically, milk tea is not a new idea. A lot of people are doing it. Some even have more investment than I have at the time. But as I said, I will take it slow. I will not like put everything all at once right away. So I said, I will just try it. If it works, if it didn't work, it's okay. If it works, then thank you. We will proceed it to make it bigger that time. Yep, that's actually great because like the concept and sometimes when we reach that you know when we have a great idea in mind sometimes we're too excited to share it with anyone but in your case you just kept it to yourself until you land so when you got home and prepared all the stuff and all that are you the one in charge of the operation like are you the one making preparing the all the orders yep from the buying you know before i even get home this is say i even in quarantine for the hotel for like how many days three days but i'm already doing add to cart you know it's one of the good thing about the internet that time that makes it easier because i'm buying everything online because they have their own website so i can just put it in and then when i got home i have to prepare everything but mostly it was easier because i've been doing it months ahead you know i already prepared which equipment to buy how much ingredients i need just to try it and as well even the menu and the recipes i have the manual they have given to me for free and i already studied it we just really have to do the tasting so we start up really quick we prepared quickly we buy the sink just to have a faster service in the small area so we can just rinse all the stuff we have to do every time we do um drinks and all that so when the business was doing okay what made you decide to still go back ownership actually it's really really good a lot of my colleagues as well is asking me the same question like why you have to come back most of them assume i will not become coming back so i always answer them like nicely and more of positively that I said I'm here because I have better gold now than I have before because for the last three contracts that I have I was just coming living life having this you only live once motto in life <laughs> an ex- expense 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 a lot of expense and then I realized that I don't have anything like I was losing on track like what I really want to do in life but when that pandemic happens I know it's not really a good thing to be thankful for but somehow this when they take it out every, take out everything from us that's when i realized that you really have to have something for yourself as well when things like that happen you have to be smart to do what is right at the moment started from the milk tea when started profiting i also expanded to the coffee even doing it weekly we are putting a small stand in this joggers lane bikers lane so together with my mother she's a very big support i will never be here and now inday will never be where it is right now without her she's like during those times that I cannot even trust it, you know, when you only can sell one cups a day, that's when you mm-hmm. feel like so bad. But she always tell me that at least you're not zero this day, you know, this kind of mindset. It's one of the things that keeps me going during that time of hardship. So when it becomes good, especially when we add the coffee, it was a hit because we are the only one selling coffee in our splits. We even do deliveries because it's not 
a lot of people are doing it. Most of them are selling milk teas and shakes. So after that, I said, I will invest in co- coffee machines. So if somebody asks me, why are you coming here? I always tell them that I'm doing this because I want to buy espresso machine, you know, and they're laughing. I really want to bring in the, in the next level, you know, because when mm-hmm. I do this, when I was sent home yes, last year, it's just for like trial and error, you know, like I don't put too much investment because at the moment it was pandemic. I don't have much of an savings. If, and if ever I have, uh, I will put my family in first rather than take a risk. So when I see that it has a lot of potentials, I say that it will just take time. I'm not even accepting uh, investments or even help from other colleagues or friends. There's a lot of them who's also asking for a partnership, for investment. And I said, maybe I'm not ready, but it's just that I just want it to become a family business. Mm-hmm. So I said, I just need to have one more contract. And I think that is more than enough for me to have this enough investment. And I will make a proper cafe maybe with espresso machine, with a more good ambience of a cafe. I'm looking forward to transform in the, in the next level. I think your mom is so proud of you. She, she is, and she's very happy as well. And I always tell her that if she's proud of me, it's because of her. You know, I have, I have this uh, flashback of your mother. I have a flashback. Um, I've met her a lot, a lot of times when we were in high school. And I, yeah. I always see her really supporting you from bringing your food or snacks to school. Every event, yeah. she's there. Yeah. Like, I remember her bringing a towel for your back because you sweat a lot. Yeah. Those, those kind of moments that I was yeah, actually envious so far, by yes. that time because, you know, imagine you have this mother that is supporting you all the <laughs> no. way and it's so nice. And she's like the most Ilonga you can get. <laughs> what does it mean? The most Ilonga you can get? Ilonga, because she's from Il- Ilo. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes, very malambeng. Yeah, yeah, really, really sweet. Sweet and endearing, yes. She's like a best friend to me. If ever I have a best friend, she's the very, very best friend. She's my first best friend I ever have, you know. And all this thing, if I'm ever to say I have a very strong personality and I have this very positive outlook, it was all because of my mother. Like I grew up seeing her and I am learning a lot from her, you know. And just she got this mantra like, you can go get things when you want it. You can work for it, you know. She's very industrious. She's hardworking as well so it's not like things will be given to you you have to work for it you know that Tarin we selling a lot of things way back in high yes. school she's selling food in canteen she's a cook she's very industrious it's it's that family that gives you the strength because I remember you and your brother were also very close and so of course your, your yes. whole family you yes. guys are working <laughs> yes. together to reach this and your your brother yes. is he's is he working in the ship as well Ah uh, no, not, not at the moment. But actually, he already applied for the Philippine Navy. He's supposed to be joining this another enlistment because he's done with his training. But then this pandemic come, you know, everyone was like the world was standstill at the moment. So and, and that's really nice because you mentioned about the support of the family and all that. You cannot really discount the support that you can get from the mm-hmm. family. And the moment you have that kind of support, you will really. It's like you can move mountains right that's what they say exactly your success would skyrocket you would be surprised right so now is your multi business still operating yes yes actually that's one of my concerns when i got this term employment as again like the offer from the company that they want us back now we have to comply with a month's notice on me so it's kind of rush as well but i was expecting it months away already because i know we're gonna start cruising sooner than later So I started with my mom, we make these manuals, 
the recipes mm-hmm. I have printed it for her and even my brother my younger brother we are I have two brothers so my younger brother is assisting my mom right now doing this drink especially the coffee one so my mom was an expert to the milkshake and the milk tea but when it comes to coffee it was my brother's specialization so I just print the menu I buy enough stocks and at the moment I am still the one ordering the ingredients. I'm getting in touch with him. I'm also posting for the social media if I have the time. I even scheduled posting for the business page as yeah, well. But yeah. still operating. And it's really nice that the dynamics of the family because I have my brother as well as well as my dad helping me with the business because I, <laughs> I have full-time work. So yes. And I also do like I do talk to the clients as well as the posting and social media and all that. But without the help of my family and my best friend, because my best friend is my business partner. So without them, it's really hard to navigate like operating the business and all that. You know what? The pandemic has taught us a lot of things. It, it helped us to be creative in making a living, not just making money, but making a living. And hearing your story, it's really inspiring because it's yes. not easy to lose a job, especially like the uncertainty of the pandemic it's really hard no one knows you know when it's gonna stop but you were able to make things around and work it around the you know your skills and your strength and you were able to have the business operating and until now it's still doing good right to support like apart from the earnings that you're getting from as a crew right so we're actually nearing the end part of this episode i know you've already given you know golden nuggets and tips earlier but what advice can you give to anyone who wants to become a crew on a cruise ship for anyone who wants to work in a cruise ship as a crew member my only advice is for you to invest more on the experience especially you really have to be ready when you come here you know it was a fast-paced environment but as i always say to everyone who was asking me about the same question like everything is possible you know as i said not every you don't have to be like super duper elite or something you know because meeting a lot of people here they came from all walks of life with different backgrounds and you'll just be amazed how they started from the bottom and now they have here like how many stripes they have on the uniform and you just really get inspired more like invest in the knowledge as well that's a big thing that you can have for yourself that you will thank yourself for the knowledge the experience and you really have to be emotionally ready as well because that's one thing that will be tested for you when you're on board aside from being healthy of course but always dream big nothing is impossible you know just keep the faith and trust the process right and it's not always about luck yes you have to work for it yes and and it's about being prepared so that the moment the opportunity knocks you are ready to grab it absolutely yes i believe on that i don't really rely on this good luck as they say that you're just lucky you know it's just that you are ready you are qualified the moment they are looking for this specific job or whatever opportunities there is you know you have to be ready at well and then that's the time maybe it will they will call you blessed more i will consider it blessed than lucky and uh, speaking of being prepared i know you are really prepared because when you were on on holiday from previous contract you were actually learning about wines right yes yes <laughs> yes i did tell, tell me a little bit about that I, i'm curious i, I was 
actually thinking of transferring to different department as well. I was considering that because along the way here, I started as a food server, you know. But on the way, that's the good thing about working a cruise ship. You get exposed to different parts of this career that you have. I can see bartenders, sommelier, the wine stewardess, and it's just that wine is uh, something that interests me, you know. So I said, I'll, I'm more than ready to invest more. I even extended one contract just to earn more mm-hmm. and invest to this course because it's kind of expensive, but I know it's worth it. It was worth it until now I can, I have this knowledge that I can use. It's on my favor since I'm getting tips if I do something or say something about the specific battles, you know. As I said, knowledge is power. That's one thing. As I said, it's paying me off now, but I'm also considering hopefully sooner when things go back to normal, I will do also the uh, departmental transfer. That's so cool. And, you know, we always say it here that you always have to invest in yourself, you know, new skills, anything. That new knowledge that can help you later in life. You know, there's a saying that don't dig a well when you're thirsty. Dig it before mm-hmm. you get thirsty. So you have, you know, some something when you really need it. And that's that's really good, Jess. And now, do you have any advice or tips for someone that wants to start a business? For those who wants to start a business, the first thing you have to do is to start. <laughs> I know a lot of people who said they will start a business and they've been saying it for like, how many months or years, you know, because they're afraid to take the risk or they're always contemplating, you know. It doesn't have to be big right away. You can start small or slowly just start. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy the process. It's not every day you will get 100 or more than 100 cups order, but you just appreciate, as my mom said, at least you didn't get zero or orders in a day. It's something that exactly. you have to see on the positive side. And one thing is you have to go into business wherein you are passionate enough to go on because the moment that you're not, you are not meeting the expectations you have for yourself, the passion will be the only way that will keep you going, you know, because you love what you're doing. Even if some people doesn't trust you at first, but because you love what you're doing, you continue doing it until you perfect it. And then maybe by that time, people will start appreciating your craft. And I think that's the time for you to shine, put your business into the next level. It's just really a timing for everything and as well you have to trust the process it's not easy as it looks like it's not cool as it looks like but you'll be there you just don't have to rush it wow that's uh, really heavy it's inspirational isn't it Ruth yeah and I like it like what we always say if you want to start something just start yes I, I should really listen to that <laughs> <laughs> that's the hardest part and then you really have to start if you want to do something and I agree with Jessa when she said trust the process right mm-hmm. and she also mentioned about there's a time for everything thing so you don't have to rush and that's really good tips you know and hopefully everyone who's listening we're able to get good golden nuggets out of this conversation and yeah opportunities will always be there it's just a matter of preparing yeah what are you doing when the opportunity comes, right? Are you prepared enough? Are you preparing for that opportunity, right? Because a lot of people may be saying, I'm not getting anywhere because there's no opportunity or I'm not reaching my goal because it's just too hard. You know, there's a lot of excuses and those excuses, those are only the story that you are telling yourself. So you will not be getting anywhere, but it's not really about being able to achieve your goal right away, but just starting and 
just look back how far you've already come, right? So yes. that's it for our episode today. I want to thank Dessa for sharing okay. her beautiful story, her inspiring story. Thank you so much, Ruth and Irene. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you as well, Jess. Same, same thing here. Thank you. And so once again, thank you for listening in. And hopefully you will be with us again in our next episode of Where the F? Am I heading? Once again, this is Ruth. And Irene. See you. Bye.